You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 53, Plants and Mold. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, Neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. You know, Steve, we live in a world that talks about going green. You know, green new deals, <laughs> going green, being organic, whole foods. So there are lots of people who have really felt that because we are so disconnected from nature, because we spend so much time in our homes or so much time living in cities, that they have thought the way that they could go green was to bring nature into their home through plants everywhere. And so on today's <laughs> podcast, share 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 a little bit about plants and mold. Well, I, the, the reason that I wanted to do a podcast about it is, you know, I, I didn't grow up. I didn't have a household where I grew up with a bunch of plants in there. Did you? No. Okay. So, actually, my mother did have a few plants, actually. Yeah, actually. Not like, not like I mean, She wasn't a plant lady. Okay. But she, she had four or five bone. plants. Yeah, she had four, and she had a garden. So outside, so she kind of did. So I go. I, I've been into several, well, numerous homes, not even just several. That I go in there, right? When I walk in there, I can just tell how humid it is in there. Mm-hmm. And obviously, part of the mold inspection, we test the humidity or check it, not test it. But um, there's a bunch of plants everywhere. And the first question I ask, I'm like, "Why do you have all these plants in here?" And I hear all sorts of reasons. But for the most part, it's they think it's healthy and blah, 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 blah. And, and then where we live, you know, you can't have this kind of stuff outside. And ironically, it's, it's for the most part, it's pretty rare for me to do a mold inspection on a house that has a lot of plants. When I say a lot, like two or three in the living room, a couple in the dining room. Some people put them in the bathrooms. It's just weird, you yeah. know, plants in their bedrooms. The humidity is always high. And ironically, when I look around the plants, you know, just the soil or I look at the leaves, there's mold on it. And 
They're, everybody's like, oh, wow. So my plants are the ones that's causing the mold? No, not really, but they're harboring it. So it's kind of it's kind of a crazy thing that most people don't think about. It just it's just something I I don't know I I guess <laughs> I'm like you I kind of look at it like I do humidifiers and I go why are you, why do you do this I mean, to me they'd just be a pain in the butt but most people love their plants so they they do and so the question becomes it's sort of a chicken and egg conversation. Do the plants bring more mold problems into a home or do they just magnify mold problems in a home? So I know this isn't going to be the answer you want to hear, but they can do both. So (laughs) that's tricky. So like decaying plant material creates mold spores once it's decayed. And so it could contribute in that manner or be bringing it in, if that makes sense. Uh, especially if you have dead leaves that are, you know, just sitting at the base of the plant, you know, on top of the soil and they're just kind of decaying. Yeah, it's, that's contributing to mold. But on the other hand, also, even if it wasn't the leaves or the plant material itself, you have mold spores in the air, plus you're watering a plant, you could be overwatering it. So overall, yeah, both. I mean, and I'm not saying people shouldn't have them. You just need to make sure that you're maintaining them properly. And that brings up something like, let's say you have an elderly parent or family member, and they've had plants forever, as long as you can remember, and they took care of them. Well, now they're, they don't have the capacity really to take care of them as much. Those are, that, that's kind of when you have to do an intervention and say, hey, you know, whether it's your mother, grandmother, brother, sister, whoever, Hey, these plants, you can't take care of them. We probably should give them to somebody that can. I I think, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I guess I'm trying to understand what are, I'm not a plant person, so I have a hard time understanding why I'd want (laughs) to add to the mix, taking care of additional things like plants, especially when you think of vacation. What do, what have you seen um, are the issues with, with plants and mold in homes, is it that they're not taking care of the plants or is it that even when they are taking care of the plants, maybe they're overwatering and the water creates a, like, what are all the issues? Well, I, it's funny. Cause I'm going to answer just like I did before all of the above. Yeah. Um, so, so it could be a matter of they're not taking care of the dead leaves. Okay. There could be the leaves are not dead that are collecting mold on it just because that's naturally what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Plus you have that moisture right there. Cause it's a leaf that's, obviously not dead and dried out. <clears throat> so they have a moisture source right there, which mold has to have. Um, it could be the fact that let's say it's a huge plant that, that sits on the ground and they don't have a drip pan below it or they're overwatering it, like you said. So there, there's, there's numerous things that could be contributing to it. And, you know, most people just don't think about it. And, and you wouldn't realize, let's just say that plant's in the corner and you're overwatering it. Uh, you don't realize it till you go to move that plant and you know, could be your grandmother's house and she hasn't moved that plant for 20 years. Yeah. And, and you find out that it's consistently wet in there. You move the plant away. There's mold on the walls itself. We go down in the crawl space. There's mold right there in the crawl space. So, you know, it's just something that they have to maintain them and they have to make sure they're maintaining them properly. Get rid of the dead leaves, checking the leaves consistently for mold. And when I say consistently, you know, once a month, don't overwater. So it's, it's something they can take care of. And, you know, if they do things right, then they'll be fine. But 
one thing that this is my opinion, one thing you'll never get away from is if you have a a ton of plants, you're going to have to have a dehumidifier in your home just to keep the humidity where we want it. Well, what I was going to ask you is how many, you know, you've got people who love their dogs and they have 30 of them in a small house. You <laughs> people love their cats and they have 20 of them. And how many plants from a mold perspective is too much and will definitely lead to a mold problem so at some point? This, depending on the size, but let's just say it's a large plant. So I'd say a large plant, you know, one in the living room, one in the family room, smaller plants, just one plant per room. Okay. You know, and if they're small enough, you know, couple in the windowsill of the kitchen or whatnot, but for the most part, a large one, I would say only probably three throughout the entire home. Okay. And then small ones, no more than one or two per room. Okay. So that makes sense. Now then the, the next question becomes, what about you know, plants that are outside. I know people love their rose gardens. They love their landscaping right next to the house. They love their bushes. What about that? So one of the biggest things we talk about uh, all the time, I can't tell you how many times, and our listeners know this, how many times do I bring up grading and drainage? All the time. All the time. So for the most part, we typically, if we see a planter bed adjacent to the foundation, so it's right next to it. It's nine times out of 10, if it's a full basement or a crawl space, we can see moisture intrusion on the inside of the foundation. Does that mean you can't have a flower bed there? No, it doesn't mean that. I wouldn't ever plant trees there because that can cause, the roots can cause issues with your drain pipes, with your foundation. They're end up going to grow up and hit your roof or whatnot. Let's just say you have roses and you want to plant them next to the foundation. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you make sure it slopes, the dirt slopes away from the home. Okay. And don't overwater them. The, one of the biggest problems we run into, especially with mold mitigation, is people run these drip lines, obviously, with their sprinkler systems. Yeah. Well, if one of those lines is breached or broken, you're and it's a drip line, so it's under the ground... You could be, you could have a major water problem going into your crawl space and you don't even know it. So I guess my thing is, is if, if you're going to have drip lines, make sure you monitor them. I personally, when I've had to do that, I put those above ground so that you can see they're not causing problems. So once again, I'm not saying you can't have flower beds next to the house. Just make sure everything's sloped away properly. That makes a lot of sense. Are there ever concerns about mold? for individuals who have a greenhouse where it's a place, a space that's for fruits, vegetables, and possibly plants. That's a good question. Um, our neighbors actually have a greenhouse and they, but they have the big fans on them. I, I, to be honest with you, um, I would imagine that there's enough ventilation in there that they shouldn't. Okay. Uh, I mean, if they keep it too humid in there, certain plants won't be able to grow. Um, and you see, like I said, like that big box fan at the end, but then ironically, um, if you watch like the documentaries for, you know, these states that are approving medical marijuana, people are starting to grow those and they have like a greenhouse that's very humid. So, so I, I think definitely you could have that issue, but you shouldn't, um, you know, we've talked about tools that you should have in your home and one of them is a humidity gauge. So I would assume you'd have one in your in your greenhouse, and as long as you keep it ventilated, you shouldn't have that issue. And plus, a greenhouse, you're not 
necessarily growing plants, you're growing food. So you're consistently, you know, picking the onions or whatever you're you're growing, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, okay, that, that makes sense. What is your call to action for people who maybe have quite a few plants, given what you just talked about? Well, I know the, our, our listeners out there that are, that are green thumbs and they love their plants are not going to like this. Um, and I've had to say to my clients, right to their faces on a mold inspection, you're going to have to get rid of some of them. Um, if you're not willing to do that, then you need to have a dehumidifier. Um, you need to make sure you have drip pans. Make sure you're not overwatering it. Um, I had a client that, and at first I never heard of it. And I, so after she told me this, I actually Googled it and she was correct. She asked me, she's like, have you ever used tea tree oil? And I'm like, for what? And she said, mitigation. And I said, no, why? <laughs> and she said that it works on plants with mold. And she said, you know, she had heard that it, it, it works with mold infestations. And so, of course, my, my, first, um, my first thought and my first question to her was, well, how, where do you get it? And, and she showed me a bottle. Ironically, you have something like this on the desk. And it's this little tiny, whatever brand, bottle of oil. And I kind of looked at it and said, well, the mitigation we do, <laughs> can you imagine how many bottles of tea tree oil I'd have to buy? So it does work. Um, Which, by the way, we have a tea tree essential oil on the dining room table in a little box. Do we? <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Learn something new about yeah. home every single day. Well, like I said, when I first heard it, I wasn't going to say it in front of her, but I've never even heard that. Yeah. I've dealt with a lot of mold issues, and, and so more or less my... My reply to her was like, yeah, for, for personal use at home, it, it probably works great. But for, for something like us commercially, yeah, it, it costs us an arm and a leg to be able to spray all that stuff, you know, the way we treat everything. So, so yeah, it was kind of, um, I learned something, I guess was the best way to say it. And I, I'd never heard of that, but it does work. I've, I've Googled it and it's, it, they claim it works. I'm not going to tell you it works because we're, I'm not going to use it on a mold job. Exactly. I don't want to buy that much oil. So at the end of the day, you're saying if you have too many plants, reduce them or get a dehumidifier. And make sure, you know, we've already said neither one of us are plant people. So I don't know all the ins and outs, but I know, you know, for the most part, and I've, what I've seen firsthand, don't overwater, check the leaves, make sure there's not mold growing on the leaves. And if there's dead leaves, clean them up. There you go. You heard it from the expert. All right, everybody, we will talk to you on the next episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.